everybody, and thank you for joining us for KB Talks, powered by the NKBA, the only podcast dedicated to sharing the latest kitchen and bath industry insights, providing you with the education and connections to help grow and support your business. I'm your host, Carl Champley. Now, keeping business thriving through this very uncertain economy has been a challenge, and we've all been impacted very differently. More people are spending more time at home looking for opportunities to upgrade their environments. Today, we're welcoming designer and business leader, John McLean of John McLean Design to the podcast. Now, John joins us today to share how he has seized business opportunities and increased his win rate during this pandemic. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Are you a home repair or improvement pro looking to grow your business? Home Advisor can help. Here's how it works. Home Advisor matches homeowners looking for help with their projects with the best local pros in the area who can do the job. That means your business gets connected to new customers quickly and easily. Get started now and Home Advisor will help you find your next job. And be sure to ask if you are eligible for a limited time $100 credit when you sign up. Go to homeadvisor.com slash NKBA offer. Again, that's homeadvisor.com slash NKBA offer. Okay, so let's jump in. Now we're very excited to welcome John McLean of John McLean Design. John, thank you for joining us today. Carl, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Mate, it's a, it is a pleasure on this end as well. Now, before I get started with discussing the subject matter of today's podcast, and a lot of that's going to be communication and um, marketing during this pandemic, um, we want to know more about you, about John McLean design.com if you're watching in folks check out his website uh when you start looking at the images of what he's created it's like a reflection of this guy's smile it's uh <laughs> you know seriously man the I, I love what you do it's it seems very light very happy you've got some beautiful classic designs in there and, and i want to find out what separates you from other designers but first of all who are you yeah, so I'm John McLean with John McLean Design. Very easy to remember. You know, when I started my company years ago, I thought, oh, it'll just be me and maybe one other employee. So let's just innocently call it my own name. And then now here we are later, and it sounds like this narcissistic name, but it is that is the name, and that is what it's going to be. But yeah, I have offices in Florida and, and right in the middle of the state in Orlando, Florida, and then here in Los Angeles where I live. Um, and I travel back and forth, and I have teams and projects in both states. And the projects are 99% residential, high-end residential, and then we kind of do, we dabble in a few commercial things here and there. But for the most part, we're, we're high-end residential, everything from uh, new, new construction homes to renovations to uh, the light and fluffy stuff, decorating, that kind of a thing, and all the icing on the cake. So everything in between. And I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. No, I can see it. But how fortunate you are in, you have a high percentage, like, 99% in the residential factor because commercial right now, it's tough. I'm doing one commercial project, but you know, there's very few. And you know, how fortunate are we to be in this industry? You know, the design and construction industry. I don't know about you, but I haven't been this busy in a long time. How are you going? Same, Carl. And, and honestly, I am every day I wake up and especially when the pandemic started and all the scarce scarcity factors were going around and everyone was so afraid, I had that moment too of panic, but I will tell you, I, every day I wake up so grateful and so happy and so thankful, not only for just my clients, but for the type of projects we have. I, 
knock on wood, we're on track to have our, our biggest and best year ever. And that's not even just financially, that's also in the realm of really challenging and fun projects that we're enjoying too. And I just, I almost, you know, I, for a minute there, I almost felt guilty for saying that I was successful yeah. this year and, and things were doing so well. And probably you may have had some of the same things happen to you in your head. But mm -hmm. also, I know that I've worked really hard and I've worked really diligently and I've worked focused towards that. And that was my key, I think, to get to where we are now. And I think that's what's great about having you on the podcast today is that I know a lot of the students, a lot of NKBA members and anyone else that's, you know, uh, jumped on this podcast to really kind of get some golden nuggets from you as to, you know, how they can prepare for the next 6, 12, 12 months, uh, because it's certainly interesting times. Let me ask you a question. How do you go about balancing your business? Like if you're talking Los Angeles and Florida, um, that's a five hour flight. That's, uh, you've, you've got different designs. That's, there's a lot of land in between. How do you go juggling that? Are you back and forth all the time or do you have a good team? You know, I was back and forth a lot early on and now I just have a great team that does what they need to do. I, we were kind of, I say we were virtual before virtual was cool. We were doing virtual meetings with each virtual other. Cool. Yeah. So now virtual is cool. And we were there before then. So we, we, we had a weekly team meeting, for instance, like my administrative assistant is in Alabama. I have two members of my design team in Florida. I have a design member here and we have tradespeople everywhere and then clients everywhere. So for me, it was just this, thankfully, this seamless transition into communication and from where we were and what we were doing to the, the pandemic uh, kind of communication that we're all getting used to with Zoom calls. And I've just, I've amplified that a lot, but for me, that communication was what was so important, not only for me with my team in Florida and all the yeah. trades people everywhere, but also more so for clients after the COVID was uh, out into the world. Right. I can see your, um, your public relations head is just walking around the background. That's Jack, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the head of public relations is Jack. Yes, yes, you're welcome. He'll, 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 he'll expect some kind of reward for this just later on, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> a treat. Um, yeah. How, like, from how you used to operate before, whether it was Los Angeles or Florida, with you and your team, are you still very much in person when you're meeting clients? Would you say a majority of the time now is on Zoom, or you still very much in contact with going to the people's homes with masks, et cetera, et cetera. Now we are. So now we're now we're fully back into the homes in a very safe way. We originally, when it started, of course, we had that pause where I had to just evaluate the situation. And I evaluated, Florida was a little slower to react than California. Um, and so, no, no kidding. Uh, sorry, but that was just the way it was. That's Literally, right. that was what happened. That's a different um, podcast. Yeah, it is. It's a totally different subject. But California yeah. was was kind of spearheading the the start to reaction, and and I, I I implemented things that happened in California. I would also implement those in Florida. So whatever happened here, I would put the same protocol in place there, and that was kind of what really helped. But yeah, so our client meetings were all. Um, on pause for a second, of course, until we got our grips on everything. And then we moved into the virtual meetings. For instance, we had a client in Hawaii and uh, they live here in LA, but they were in Hawaii and they just happened to be there when COVID sort of hit really hard. So we literally just started all communication with them there. We, we shipped all of our, we call it design in the box. So we shipped them every single product, every single thing was labeled, master bedroom drapery, you know, kitchen faucet, finish, that kind of a thing tile and so they had everything and then we would do this and a bottle of champagne was delivered to their door to kind of put the icing on the cake to, to 
you know, tipsy yeah. clients yeah. always make easier decisions. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully in transportation that the court doesn't pop over all the sample products. But yeah, that's a great. Well, no, I had it delivered locally. I had it delivered locally, unfortunately for you. Yeah, but yeah, so we would just do this whole, and they would usually set up on like a big screen TV. I encourage them to do that so they could see us very clearly. So we have our samples, they had their samples. We would all hold them up, do the presentation, share screens, that sort of thing. And it worked out really well. And, and so, so well, in fact, that we've continued to do some of that these days. Oh. Even, yeah, even, even when we're able to go out in person, it has really streamlined the process. And I'm all about processes and all about streamlining my business. And that was one thing that I'm probably gonna keep around in, in certain aspects. Make it more economical, make it more efficient. And I think you're right. I think it's, you know, a lot of what we're getting used to now is uh, with running projects and doing so much from home and through um, champagne boxes or what have you. I think that is going to stick. Um, yeah. You know, it really is. Now, I've still got questions to ask you, but how are you finding your clients admit this? Like, I'm finding now that I think to go into a person's home and start talking about design, and also I'm a contractor too, so we basically do everything from top to bottom, um, they're just really happy to see you. And they seem more excited now than what they were beforehand uh so it's like a it's like i think there's a little bit of um anxiety there but a lot of people are just excited to see you and excited about their home because you know that you know it's our job to turn the house into a home we're spending a lot more time at home so do you find that people are getting that little bit more excited about you marching in there and saying voila this is what we can do to your space well, I, I think everybody's just happy to see anybody in person these days, no matter, <laughs> it could, it yeah. could be the, the, the mailman and we're just happy to see another human being once COVID yeah. started releasing us the drip on us. But yes, the, I, it's almost palpable, the energy that they have, like the excitement that they have about moving forward with the project. And I think it's because of what you said, they were encapsulated inside their own homes for so long and they were just staring at this. Uh, wall maybe that separates their kitchen from their living room and they cannot take it anymore and then when you come in and you're even more the hero because you're going to start the process going in a, in a in a very safe and secure way of course but yeah. i think that they they want to know that we know what we're doing and that we have a grip and a control and um a plan in place for their project in in general and then also in the midst of covid so all of those things are what it puts their mind at ease. And I think that that just increases their excitement level. It's so true. And I love, you know, between the different states, um, you do have to lead by example and by you being professional and you being upfront and you're laying out, you know, a plan with clarity and safety. Um, that is enough to make any client say, I love you. Where do I sign? I, re I really think so because uh, not everybody is uh, as careful. And I think, well, I don't know about you. Did you, did you, what did you do for your clients to, to put their mind at ease? I started communication immediately. And with that communication, a strict list of guidelines for them to follow, for my trade people to follow, for my employees yep. to follow, anyone on the job side. I really kinda... did. And, you know, for myself, um, more on the construction side, you know, a lot of, a lot of trades people. And I, I think maybe as guys, we love to see uh, instructions that are like lists that are bold. So I've got uh, about three projects I'm doing in a, um, a high rise down in Santa Monica at the moment. And as you walk into the complex, there's titles about, you know, there's the dispenser, there's first aid, fire extinguishers, masks at all times, et cetera, et cetera. So 
you know, I just put everything in bold uh, writing and then there's the list for them to do and they just love to go to that list and just tick off each list they go to. And the same applies to the client as well. Exactly. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I did as well. I did the exact same thing. I, uh, I had a list of uh, steps. Um, for instance, no one to enter the home without, uh, I put hand sanitizer at the door because when COVID first came out and was in public knowledge, we were, could you get it from breathing the air? Could, you know, it was very, very, we were very unaware of what really could happen and could result from that. And I just, I, I took, I erred on the side of being overly precautious for it than yeah. being under precautious. And I think that really paid off. And I did the same thing. I had lists, I had uh, protocols. Uh, it just, it really put my mind at ease knowing that I'm not in Florida with clients there. And, and, and sometimes even with clients here, if one of my employees went out, it just made me relax and it made the client more relaxed too. Yeah, it's just not rocket science. And um, I think it is important because someone's just going to have to get it. And you, you pretty much have to shop your operation down or you're going to have to keep everybody quarantined in the office and not make any home visits. This building that I'm doing, it's, it's, a, it's a stunning building down in Santa Monica in Los Angeles. There's two twin towers right there on the beach. But when, I, when it first happened, you know, California was a little bit slow to start off as well. Not, you know, all the receptionists at the lobby, they weren't wearing it. I felt a bit of a goose just the only one wearing a mask. Um, but it took a few weeks and then the screens went up and then the masks. But interestingly enough, I felt like I got a little bit more respect because I was taking that extra precaution because we're in somebody else's home in the elevator and the lobby area, et cetera, et cetera. So, 100%. Ah, interesting times. So, let me, um, let me dive into some specifics because a lot of our listeners are um, specific orientated. Now with this public health crisis sweeping the globe, communicating with business stakeholders is of utmost importance. Now, how did you revamp your communications plan? Other than everything we just spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, on, on, yeah. How, I can, what, I was, what was like some key changes because of where we're at right now compared to how and where you were at before? Well, let me preface all of this by saying I also have a business degree before I started my design career. So I do okay. have that to go on. And I do know that I've always had a business minded sense about me. And so to me, I knew what would what what is the thing that um, calms a client in general when you're on a project? It's, it's communication. It's, 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 it's resolving issues before they're even a problem. It's, it's letting them know that you understand the process and what's going on. So I, I took what I normally do, which is uh, communication and, and managing expectations with them, and I heightened it. So I immediately, I immediately sent out an email to every client, and I just basically said, I know you're all aware of the situation that's going on. It's, it's a very scary time in the world. I want to let you know that we are evaluating this. And we got a lot of those emails. We all did from various companies. But I also, mine was just very much written I try to write to clients to speak to them in a very matter of fact, simplistic way. I don't use a lot of legal jargon, nothing like that. I just want them yeah. to know basically that, you know, that I'm here. I get it. I'm part of it too. We're trying to figure it out. From there, the communication was just quadrupled. Um, I would, if, if I would normally do a weekly email to a client, which we do weekly updates, they would come minimum two to three times a week that we would touch base with them. Um, same thing with tradespeople, same thing with vendors, especially that was really, and still is a little tricky to navigate, um, just communication with if they're, if they're open. And it was, it was that all eternal phrase of pivoting, you know, it's overused these days, but pivot, pivot, pivot. I was, I was, I was literally juggling, you know, spinning plates on every hand as it was happening and behind the scenes, but to the client, I waited until I had a, a at least some sort of definitive answer before I uh, communicated to them. 
one thing I'm kind of getting a sense with you is you're just like very real. And um, when you said, you know, you're just trying to work it out, it's beautiful to hear that because everybody is, you know, and it's the industry's changing all the time, isn't it? And um, for someone, you know, if you're very successful at what you do, but it's just wonderful to hear that saying you're just working it out because we all are. Um, and it's interesting what you were saying with um, the communication, not only is it, is it the clients, it's your employees, it's keeping that morale correct. And um, it's, it's being in touch more so with um, our vendors, more so than ever, because I don't know about you, but with myself, I've, I've got some um, product coming out of Alaska and out of Oregon, getting down to Los Angeles uh, from a llama company. And I'll tell you what, there there's just has to be one COVID case there and it's shut down. So yeah. it really affects the program. I've got three projects due to finish here. Two of them will not because I'm still waiting for product from Italy. <laughs> Good luck with that. And, wow. and the other product coming down from the northern part of the state. So it, it really is quite an impact. But I think that having that relationship is important because everybody's on their back saying, hey, you need to put, put, out, put us on top of your list. But that's not necessarily the case. A couple of things too, like with the nkba.org on the website, I've, I always just kind of monitor that. And it's interesting to see that you know, the NKBA is stating that, you know, we've reached above the expectations of, um, you know, of the rebound of the, of this industry through this time. I thought everyone thought it was going to go like this. And interestingly, it's, uh, it's doing this. Um, they're saying, you know, a lot of manuf manufacturing is on hold and you and I are finding that out. Um, but it's interesting that showrooms, it says like 93% across the country are open. So showrooms certainly help. Um, the fact that people are loving their homes helps. But having the manufacturing um, a little slow is certainly not helping, is it? No, it's not. I mean, I had a rug from India. I think the, my our poor client has been waiting maybe six months now. And finally, it's on that slow boat over as we speak. And I'm hoping it gets here by the time we schedule photography. But yeah, yeah. it was just, you know, it was one of those things where you have to like evaluate, is it is it worth canceling? Do I keep that order? And for me, it even became... I was more acutely aware, especially after speaking to a client who is an attorney and then speaking to my own attorney about where is that product? So if they pay for something and let's say, God forbid, in the early stages of COVID, no one knew what the stability of business manufacturers were and businesses were. What if they, what if they lost everything and then your product was already paid for or in that mix? Yeah. So I was very, I, that was something else that I assured my clients about that I was on top of that aspect of receiving their goods. I'll tell you, Carl, I had my own house stocked up with things from clients. So if there was a $500 a yard fabric, I was not about to let that go to a warehouse that came to my house. I had my entire patio filled with, uh, you know, end tables and side tables and chairs because oh, I just... A little corridor to navigate your way through. <laughs> yeah, because it's I... Because even down to the menu, to the receiving warehouse, right? Like I was just, I was a little, I was overly precautious. And for me, that meant taking my client's products in hand. And if it couldn't be delivered to their home, which sometimes we did that, of course, I would, yeah. I just raised my hand and said, bring it to my house. And I, you know what, it all worked out fine, thank God. But if even if something had happened with the, with the warehouse or with the manufacturer, I knew, I knew where that drapery fabric was. It was right there in front of me as I eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not taking my eyes off it. Um, one, one thing that I have been expressing to um, some clients for some future projects that'll take me up through to uh, the end of the year is that let's say for example it was uh, a selection of porcinolosa and and it hasn't been ordered yet and if we cannot get our hands on that 
that we'll naturally get something very close to it. And there's a 98% chance I'll get it. However, I'm just kind of putting it out there because some clients um, tend to forget um, and tend to think, no, there's not, we will always get it. So just putting it out there that we will, if we cannot get it because of the current climate of COVID, we will do everything we can to get something similar or if not even that. So uh, that's, that's taken a little bit of pressure off me and um, because if I haven't got that material, uh, I, I find it's a bit of a struggle. Agreed. And, and that goes back to managing those expectations and, and over communicating with them. And I, I value transparency in my business in every aspect of it. Clients can ask for an invoice of something that I paid. I show it to them. I, I, I reveal how many hours, yeah. even if it's a flat fee project. So I let clients know we're an open book. And, and that, that allows me a couple of things. It allows me to not have to lay my head on my pillow at night and not have to worry about what's going on. But it also puts the client at ease. And just exactly what you're saying, you, you let them know like, okay, you may not get this in, in dark walnut, but it'll be some version of that that you're gonna get. And we're gonna do our best to make sure that you are happy with it. Uh, here's an image of it, sign off on it. I, I still would recommend, in my own opinion, getting those sign off because God oh. knows. <laughs> oh, I actually have a couple of designs I'm working with uh, at the moment as well that I've assigned. And um, sometimes that doesn't always happen. and you know, I will say that, let's say, for example, it's a kitchen, it's a finish, the sheen, the color, the height, the door handing, etc. It's yeah. like, there's the design concept, there's the kitchen fabricator, there needs to be shop drawings, and it does need to be signed off. Appliances, finishes, everything has to be signed off. Um, and unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. And, you know, with you and I, with the project on our shoulders, that is not a smart thing to do because you can be halfway through and it's like, I never, where's the cabinet above the refrigerator? Where is, um, why is the door opening this way? You're right. And to everybody out there, please sign off on everything. It is so, so, so important. One more and, so, it was so, one more so in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so true, isn't it? And as you were saying, let's say for example, it was um, a, um, uh, a Wenge or an Ebony Makassa and, and that wasn't available and you said, let's go for walnut finish. Well, they say, listen, we really love it. Um, let's get a sign off on that before we do it. And one thing with you, what you said, I think is your marketing. And if you expressed how open book you are and that transparency to everybody, in my world, that's everything. That's a marketing tip right there is just being completely open because that's what I think what a lot of clients fear. It, the yeah. water's become a little bit murky with designers. Well, how much are you marking that slab up? How much are you marking up the, the blinds and the furnishings? I think it's taking hold of what your, what your value is and then putting it out there and that way you can um, put your head down at night and sleep comfortably. No, I, I agree. And if ever there's a time to really cross every T and dot every I, it's now. Now's the time to really make sure that you have your processes buttoned up and that you are monitoring every single thing. Clients are probably shocked that they heard from me so much during this time because some of them haven't heard from me since, you know, they, I met for the initial consultations. I've turned it over to a lead designer, but they like it. And so I, that's another thing that I'm keeping, you know, part of my plan too, is to be a little bit more, uh, a, little, a few more touch bases with my own clients um, throughout the process. Even if I have one of my designers on the project, I still want the client to know that I'm, that I'm a part of it. But, uh, but yeah, um, marketing was, 
marketing was kind of subliminal for me during this time in a way. I, I, I increased my social media presence a lot. And right. back to the whole transparency, we're all in this together thing. I, I, I opened up about things. I said things. I, I was on a run one day, for instance, and I just literally saw homeless people. And I just started, I broke down. And I feel like this was something that I should share with people that follow my account and maybe clients as well, because I think that it humanizes what all of these internal feelings we're all feeling. And, you know, people will probably think that my house is perfect all the time, that I'm sitting in this house that's perfectly decorated, everything's in place, and it's not. And we all, we all want to put people on a pedestal, but I think that by uh, humanizing who we are as designers, not only does it make the relationship better, but it makes the design process better too, because they just, they know too that, that, that you want a durable fabric on that sofa or that, you know, you understand the lighting in this house because your kitchen didn't have enough lighting or whatever the case may be. I just think that it's really important to directly relate to a client. And that's why I tried to do more of when yeah. the pandemic hit. No, I think that's great. And I think, you know, the world needs a lot more humanizing <laughs> right now. And I, I think, think that is important. So, you know, when it comes to marketing, there's some great advice there. It's just being an open book. And as you said, you've used social media uh, as well. Let me ask you this. Where future projects, where do you think we'll be in the next six months? And you, you'll be um, penalized if you don't answer correctly. <laughs> no, but I'm I often wonder, six months time, where are we going to be with all of this? What's your I, well, I, I, I think the responsibility comes back to the business owner. And I think that what it, what's your pipeline? What I always have try to have three to six months in works, whether it be a project that's signed off on or one that I've been trying to land the big fish, you know, that I've been working on, whatever. The, yeah, have something in the process that you're working on. That's a great thing that I've always tried to do. And I think that for new business owners, for people who are coming into the industry, for people who have shied away and this has really scared them get your feet back in the water get wet get going and really start putting yourself out there and there are so many ways to do that now that you don't have to attend um, a physical function you know we're having lots of virtual functions these days where you can meet with collaborate with your um, your colleagues and there's all kinds of ways just like this you know where you can get the word out and let people know that yep you're still kicking but I I think the industry is going to be fine and I think that we all just have to work extra hard to make sure that we take care of things inside the company and then keep the marketing going, whatever aspect that may be that you're doing. But like me, I increased my marketing on certain aspects during this time. And I think that that's something that people could consider as well. I think that's very smart. And um, I think that, you know, it's very important for everyone listening in is that they may be involved in a couple of projects and comfortable within that and excited to see that end result and bring the photography in. But you've always, as a business owner, you've got to be a step ahead and you're going to be thinking, okay, I'm halfway through this. I've got another two months or so. I need to get something else started for when this finishes. You know, simple, but it's important. And, you know, there's a lot of negatives that's going on right now, but I, I always try to look at what the positives and the advantages are. And you just, you hit on it, that because of this virtual reality is that there are a lot more opportunities. Like, you know, you have that project in Hawaii. You could potentially do one in Yemen or Morocco um, from where you're at right now with the packages, with the large screens. So mm -hmm. I think that uh, tends to lead to a lot more opportunity. And I think people around the world are wanting to get, let's say they want to get a taste of John McLean or, or a taste of a different designer. Well, they don't have to be necessarily in the neighborhood. And I think that, that, that can be quite exciting. And 
having that online presence and exposure, that, that just adds to it. It does. And I, and I think that a lot of clients feel like designers are these big, powerful dictators that come into their house and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I always, I always, a term that I use, and it's again, so simple. I always say partnership. This is a partnership with me and you and your family and my team. We're not here to, to force you to do something. We're here to maybe tell you about a better countertop material or a better tile that's more su better suited for your kitchen. We're not here to force you to do things. But I also let them know that we have a level of expertise and that we're here to uh, educate them on things that they just don't know about because we, we do it every day. But, but I think by, yeah, by what you said, by, by humanizing it and by just making yourself and making them know that you're on their side, that's, that's really important. And we've done, you know, we've done lots of virtual, not only virtual meetings with full project clients, with full service clients, but also a lot of, um, I just need to redo my living room. I need new accessories and I need to do, you know, maybe change the mirror out of my bathroom. What do you recommend? And that has really increased. And I, I think that if, if anyone hasn't tapped into that little market, there's a, a lot of people who feel like you might be unreachable, but you can reach them through these affordable little nuggets of, uh, of, of services that you offer to them. No, very true. And even a little project like that, and it may be, you know, just a simple powder room um, design, you know, that could lead to to larger projects and you don't know people too. There's one project I did recently, it was for an actress and um, it was a very, very small project. And I'm thinking, I don't normally do something this small, but I did it, she was fantastic. The, her assistant was fantastic. And then it was really just a test. I said, by the way, this is the larger project that we didn't tell you about. So <laughs> any little project, like whether it's mirrors that maybe bring in a designer in to get uh, advice on what color should I paint the outside of the house that in a way is marketing because one thing with myself and it sounds like you too it's um, it's it's um, it's basically just people talking in the neighborhood just creates business unfortunately you know a lot of us don't necessarily have to advertise depending on the size of the business so I think those little nuggets of projects can those little projects can really lead to something uh, quite substantial and you get to oh no they do they yeah. totally do. And I think that they, they should never, you should always be marketing whatever you do, whatever, like even if you're featured on the front cover of a, of a magazine, what, what do you do with that? Do you, how do you market that on your own? So I think that anything that you do should come from a marketing standpoint. And I think that you should always think about not only how you're helping that client, but how you can help your business because you have to make an income. This is a business. It's not a non-for-profit. So whatever we do, I always try to think the marketing aspect of that as well. And I think that if we keep that little hat on all the time and how could this lead to something else or what can I do with it? Maybe I feature this little powder room that I just redesigned virtually and let people know about it. Then I think it, it also is less stress for you too, because it's kind of fun to know that, okay, I'm just going to go in and do this one thing and I'm not bound yeah. to this project. That's like three story home and 8,000 square feet. You know, you're kind of just, tied into one little aspect of it and then you can kind of move on from it. And I think that's, that's fun too. And I've, I, I've just embraced it all and had a great time with it, with, with all aspects of it. Uh, even the, even the bad stuff, you know, you figure out a way to move on from it and you just, you just dig in, you just dig right in and, and make it happen. It's true, isn't it? And as uh, business owners and leaders, that's what we have to do. You have to juggle and you have to kind of just march through some of the, the tough times. But again, we, we have to wrap up, but I love what you said. And with new clients, it's really just saying it's a partnership. And I'd say, you know, you're a good listener of what people want 
and then you, you finalize that with saying, hey, here's our expertise, because it is a business, and that's naturally what they've brought you in for. But instead of just hammering that home straight off, it's, it's a beautiful thing to, for a client to hear, hey, this is a partnership, hear what they have to say, and we're here for you. Oh, mate, good stuff. Now, listen, uh, for everyone watching in, um, your website is johnmcclaindesigns.com, is that correct? Uh, no S, just design, johnmcclaindesigns.com. Yep. Okay. And okay. Well, Instagram, johnmcclaindesigns. Got you to check that out. East Coast, West Coast, the 50th state. Gold got... Coast. <laughs> <laughs> the Gold Coast. Oh, mate. Well, listen, it's an absolute pleasure. I've got about another 1,200 um, questions for you, but we'll do that another time. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining us. I think uh, there's a lot of great things. Uh, real down-to-earth uh, advice there for a lot of uh, our designers and, um, and the public uh, that we've been able to learn from you. So thank you for that. Thank you, Carl. I had a great time, and I hope that if, if anyone could take anything away, just dig in, work on your business, not only in, uh, in your business, but on your business. There's a lot of differences there. So dig, dig in, everybody. Get started. Don't, don't be scared. We're all in the same boat, aren't we, right now? Yep. Everybody's there. We'll just keep rowing. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and smile like this guy and um, everything, will be, everything will be much better. All right, folks. Well, also, too, I want you to check out nkba.org as well because that's kind of like the Bible to the industry. And uh, it's a great site just to kind of keep you updated with the current news with, uh, with design. And also, too, it's a good source uh, for what's happening in the COVID world as well. So, John, I really appreciate uh, your time. I really do. And folks, we have all new episodes of KB Talks coming your way soon. So make sure you subscribe and stay tuned. Please be sure to send your feedback to nkba.flyingcamel.com. And remember, take a few moments to leave us a star rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, get out there, design and build something terrific. And uh, again, John, thank you. Thanks for the NKBA. Be well and uh, stay tuned for a quick NKBA minute. Thanks, guys. Brave New Business is a video forum developed to support and serve our community of kitchen and bath professionals. Each episode brings together the brightest minds, the change makers, and the problem solvers to interpret the information and offer insight about what we all need to know right now, from market analysis to virtual tools. Make sure you're following us on social media, at the NKBA, for information on how to register and never miss an episode. Brought to you by the NKBA, KBIS, and KBB Magazine. Thank you.